0: Alrighty guys, welcome to another episode of the Go for Two Podcast. I am your host, Cargo. Today's episode is gonna be a part of the eight part series where I basically take each NFL division and I break down their draft. So I'll be ranking them based on who I thought did the best to the team that I thought could have done a little bit better, maybe gone in a different direction. Um some of the things that I'm looking for in each draft is you know, obviously how many picks they had. Having the most picks doesn't necessarily equal um, more wins. It's about what you do with those picks, whether you move up, you move down, you bring in veteran players with those picks. And also looking at the value versus need versus want. Um, did a team reach for a player? Did somebody fall to them? And did they take a position maybe that they already had filled, uh, but the value was just there? Ultimately, we won't know if a draft class is successful until three to five years from now. Um, Two stories I always like to think about when it comes to the draft is uh, back in 2012, the Seattle Seahawks were given an F grade for their draft. Um, This draft included guys like Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, uh, just to name a few. And then even last year, Seattle's draft class um, that had so many rookies playing very crucial roles. Um, they got two offensive tackles, a starting corner who was almost uh, defensive rookie of the year last year, and Tariq Woolen. So um, those are the type of impacts that you're looking for in a draft class here. So looking at this division, I'm going to be starting off with the AFC North. Um, I'm going to be going through the picks, and then I'll be kind of breaking them down as we go. Um, In the first round, they go with offensive tackle Broderick Jones out of Georgia. In the second round, they go with quarterback Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. In the second round, they go with Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. In the third round, Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia. In the fourth round... Edge, Nick Herberg out of Wisconsin. And then in the seventh round, they go with corner Corey Price out of Purdue and offensive tackle Spencer Anderson out of Maryland here. Um, So I really loved almost every single pick from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they not only got positions of need, but they also got value at every single pick that they got. So starting with the left tackle here, Broderick Jones, this was probably the biggest need for the Pittsburgh Steelers was that left tackle position. And I'm so happy that they traded up to get him. They basically jumped the New York Jets, who also had a position of need at left tackle, and they took him. I think Broderick Jones really fits the mold of what the Pittsburgh Steelers um, have been in the past, and that's a nasty punch-you-in-the-mouth type of run game. Um, He's going to help this run game, and he's also going to provide that protection that Kenny Pickett needs in this offense. In the second round, they go with cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Um, this is a guy who a lot of people thought could have been, been a first-round draft pick, fell into the first pick in the second round. So I love the position of need, and there's value as well there. Obviously, the cornerback position got a little bit of an upgrade. They have Patrick Peterson, who's going to be able to bring Joey Porter Jr. Um, along uh, in this process as well. And it's going to make him that much better. In the second round, they go with Keanu Benton. Um, this is a guy who's I think is going to be a day one starter. Um, so with that being said, uh, obviously love the value, love the need with Cameron Hayward. Obviously getting up there in age and this defensive line being a strength here. Now, uh, in the third round, they go with Darnell Washington. This is literally a huge addition to this offense. Um, so what he can do right now for the immediate future is be a good blocking tight end as they try to fix this run game. And then with Pat Bermermeyer, um, he's going to be able to help develop his receiving skills. If he can develop some kind of a, a game as a pass catcher, uh, this is going to go down as probably the best tight end in this draft. Uh, that's how much value and upside is there for Darnell Washington. Nick Herberg, the edge rusher out of Wisconsin, is the brother of Nate Herberg, the guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, a great value here. He's a guy that, you know, um, will be able to come into like a rotation. Uh, I know that TJ Watt's been kind of dealing with some injuries, so he gives a value and a position of strength as well you know uh, i i love that the pittsburgh steelers kind of do this thing where they they're taking some of the family members obviously we have cameron hayward brother to connor hayward who they drafted last year joey porter junior is the son of um steelers uh a famous uh, joey porter senior who won a super bowl with them back in the day um tj watt i have had his brother here at one point as well and now you have the Herberg brothers as well. So um, really like a cool thing to see with the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is such a family organization. Um, um, Mike Tomlin, you know, kind of loves that about this team. So um, love, love what they did there. And then not to mention in the seventh round, they go with Corey Price out of Purdue. Another great value pick. You add him to the mix here. Um this position was kind of a weakness last year. I think it's going to become a little bit of a strength this year. And then obviously Spencer Anderson provides some depth as well. Uh, The only problem I had with this group is a running back two behind Najee Harris, who has some um, injury concerns over the last couple years. But what I've realized is that running backs, um, they might bring somebody in as a veteran in free agency. So All in all, I love the value of this class Um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is going to be one that has immediate impact here. Next, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, In the first round, with the pick number 22, they go with wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. In the third round, they go with linebacker Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. In the fourth round, Tadavius Robinson out of Ole Miss. In the fifth round, they go with Kelly Caillou Blue Kelly, out of Stanford, defensive back. In the sixth round, they go with the offensive lineman Malasala Amalu out of Oregon, and then they go with um, Andre Bahiese at a USC here. Um, they also signed um, rookie free agent. Quarterback, Corey Mayfield Jr. out of UTSA. Um, I had to give a shout-out to my UTSA guys here. So, uh, love that pickup for the Baltimore Ravens here. So, yeah, I mean, how this draft started, I mean, obviously Lamar uh, could have been a guy on the move, but, you know, day one of the draft, they make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. So, good for him. And then not only that, then they then they get a uh, wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College, who I think is the best complete wide receiver in this draft. He does remind me of Marquise Brown, um, in the sense that you know, not as fast, but just a little bit bigger. I always say, um, you know, Marquise Brown was a track guy playing football, and I think Zay Flowers is a football guy with track speed. He can run. Um, a number of different routes, play multiple positions, possibly even take some carries out of the backfield here. Uh, that was a position, um, that dealt with a lot of injuries here. Now you add him to an offense with Mark Andrews Rashawn Bateman, OBJ. Uh, this group was definitely the pass catchers was a weakness. It's definitely going to be a strength this year. This is a group that only caught seven touchdowns from the wide receiver position, um, then they also didn't have a second round pick. That's because of the trade with Roquan Swift, with which is actually just an absolute steal for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and then in the third round they added Trenton Simpson. Um, he looks to possibly um this is a guy who definitely could have been a second round pick. Um, great value there for the Baltimore Ravens. This is a guy who definitely will probably end up replacing Patrick Queen in the middle. Patrick Queen probably could end up being part of a trade. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. And then in the fourth round, they go with some more edge help uh, to go along with David of Jobu, who's coming off an injury last year. So he's kind of like a guy who also is a first-round pick, essentially, for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you add him to the other edge rusher, um, getting some more youth at this position. And then in the fifth round, they go with... Caillou Blue Kelly out of Stanford, son of cornerback Brian Kelly. He joins a group of young defensive backs. Um, he's He's got good fundamentals, good technique. It'll be interesting to see who starts opposite of Marlon Humphreys. I know they did bring in Rock Yasin. Um so I love the value and depth for this quarterback group here. And then in this uh the 7th round they go with Andrew Vahese. Um he's going to be missing the entire year because of an injury, but this is a guy who is a second, third round talent. Um Ravens have shown patience with guys coming off of injuries and I think um it's going to pay off in the long run here. He's going to be a guy who could play center, or guard, um, next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. In the first round, they took edge rusher Miles Murphy, out of Clemson. In the second round, they go with cornerback DJ Turner, out of Michigan. In the third round, safety Jordan Battle, out of Alabama. Fourth round, they go with wide receiver Charlie Jones, out of Purdue. In the fifth round, they go with running back Chase Brown, out of Syracuse. In the sixth round, they go with wide receiver Adrai Oslovas, out of Princeton. In the second round, punter Brad Robbins out of Michigan. And then in the seventh round, they go with cornerback DJ Levy out of Miami here. So once again, I thought the Bengals did an, a really good job in picking positions of value and need at the same time. It's just really nice when those two things line up. So Miles Murphy was a little bit of a question mark for uh, a lot of people in the NFL. I think the Cincinnati... Bengals did a good job in just kind of picking the best available player, and I think that was Miles Murphy. There is a connection uh, between, I believe, the defensive line coach. He's uh, from Clemson where he uh, coached Miles Murphy. So uh, I feel even more confident in that pick, uh, paying dividends. In this division, you need guys who can come off the edge um, when you're chasing quarterbacks, especially in this division, like Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Sean Watson. Um, and the other guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and one of the things I do like as well is obviously there had been talks of Jonas Williams possibly getting traded. He's still on the roster. He could still end up being the right tackle. Maybe they move Lido Collins to left guard. Um, And I think that would actually make their offensive line a group of of a weakness last year, once again, you make that a strength as well. In the second round, I really like to pick DJ Turner. Um, he had the fastest uh, 40 of all defensive backs, but he has some size and speed to him. He's actually now reunited with his old college teammate in Daxton Hill, <coughs> excuse me, the first round pick for the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Um, obviously, when you lose, a couple of defensive backs like Eli Apple. Um, You want to add some more depth, and I think um, this is a guy who's going to be a really good piece to the secondary. In the third round, they go with safety Jordan Battle out of Alabama. Another really good addition, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals lost both starting safeties from last year. Um, So to add Jordan Battle to this group, this is a guy who's, um, I think, one of the most NFL-ready safeties. And when you add a guy from Alabama in the back end, uh, you really can't go wrong with that. So I really like that addition here. And then in the fourth and fifth round, sixth round, we added some offensive playmakers. I like Chase Brown. He has a really nice story. His brother, Sidney Brown, got drafted as well in the third round by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Chase Brown basically would add some depth with the loss of Samaje Ryan. And then too, with Joe Mixon's situation, his off-the-field issues, the contract, we don't really know what's going to happen, so I think Chase Brown is a good addition to this group. Um, and as far as the wide receivers, I think this is really important. Um, you get a guy like Charlie Jones, kind of mirrors Tyler Boyd's game. He's going to be one of those slot wide receivers. Tyler Boyd's obviously getting up there in age, has had some injury issues. Um, T. Higgins is a guy who could be looking to get a contract um here pretty soon and then obviously Jamar Chase has to be um soon to be the uh, highest paid wide receiver in the draft. So a guy like Andre out of Vossies, out of Princeton, um he's six three. He has center sp- a sprinter speed. Um so you take a chance like a guy like that to possibly, you know, make some big plays and he could be a guy who maybe replaces T Higgins here. Um, and then they go with a punter to go along with their excellent kicker in Evan McPherson. And then some more defensive back help with DJ Levy out of Miami here. So all in all, th- another really good draft. The only thing was the tight end position wasn't necessarily addressed. Um, I'm not really too worried about that group. I. I feel like Irv Smith has a lot of upside. Hopefully, you know, can kind of do what Hayden Hurst did last year for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then last but not certainly not least, we have the Cleveland Browns. Um, so, obviously, they didn't have a pick in the first or second round. Um, so, they start off in the third round with wide receivers Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee, defensive lineman Siaki Ika, out of Baylor, offensive tackle Juan Jones out of Ohio State. Defensive lineman Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri. In the fifth round, they go with quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. In the fifth round, they go with quarterback Cameron Mitchell out of Northwestern. In the seventh round, they go with Luke Walpert, Center out of Ohio State. And then they also signed a couple of Ohio State saf- safeties. One of them being Ronnie Hickman here, who I think could Make the roster here. Yeah, so the Cleveland Browns, once again, um, a really good draft. It really starts off with um, obviously that they traded their second round pick to get Elijah Moore and a third round pick. So you basically swap picks, but you also add a really good wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. And then they go right back to the wide receiver position with Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Um, so his senior year could have been uh, possibly a higher pick if not for an ankle injury. But uh, what I like is that he's a tough kid. He's going to be a nice little addition to go with Amari uh, Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Marquise Goodwin, uh, you know Anthony Schwartz, and then last year's third-round pick in David Bell. Um, This is a group that could possibly be like Um, They're going to go deep every single play. Um, I think this could be really explosive for this offense. Um, Obviously, running back, I think, could have been addressed here at this spot. Uh, But I think the Cleveland Browns still have an opportunity of bringing somebody in via free agency here. Um, Now, looking at their third-round pick, um, out of Baylor, um, this is a people leader. I think this is a good addition, along with David Tomilson. Um One of the things that the Browns struggled in was stopping the run, and I think he's going to be a, a, a big part of this rotation here. In the fourth round, they go with Dwan du- Dwan. Thanos Jones out of Ohio State. This is a massive human being. This is a really good value. Some people had him going as high as the first, possibly the second round. Um, And to get him in the fourth round is an absolute steal. This offensive line is pretty solid. But he gives you the ability to have a swing tackle and somebody that they can develop behind Jack Coughlin at right tackle. And Isaiah McGuire gives them some more depth at the edge position. Um once again this is also kind of a a group that struggled to get after the quarterback last year. Um getting Miles Garrett some more help is very crucial here. And then DTR enters a uh, quarterback room with Deshaun Watson, Josh Dobbs, and Kellen Maud. Um really a good player here that probably going to be a developmental quarterback here for the uh Cleveland Browns. And then in the Sixth round, or I'm sorry, the fifth round, they go with Cameron Mitchell out of Northwestern. He's reunited with his old college teammate and Greg Newsom the second, a couple of Northwestern defensive backs, Um, just to give them some more depth behind Denzel Ward and Martin Emerson Jr. here. And then one of the best values, I think, in this entire draft, the sixth round pick, Luke Walper out of Ohio State. Um, I think he could be, Uh, an eventual upgrade at the center position. Uh, Once again, having some more depth on this offensive line is going to be crucial. Um, I think another year for Deshaun Watson in this system, it's going to make the Cleveland Browns a real contender this year. Um, All in all, with everybody in this division, uh, I really liked everybody's draft. It was really hard to kind of rank them out. The only reason why I think the Cleveland Browns are – um, this low is because they just didn't have a first or second round pick, but uh tremendous value. Um, All four of these teams really draft well and they develop well. So it's going to be super exciting to see who comes out of the AFC North this year. Um, I think everybody has a great opportunity here. So uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see, but um, that's pretty much all I got for the uh, AFC North here, guys. Let me know what you guys think some feedback. I would always greatly appreciate that. Uh, Make sure to always go for two.